0: So we have a lot to cover today, everybody. Let's get started. Okay. Les, this is what happened. Last time we recorded an episode, but then we had to delete the recording of the episode. Um, do you want to explain the drama that happened behind the scenes?
1: <laughs> it was only a, a work between Aaron, you and I. Um, after we had left, the live recording a couple of weeks ago, mm. I had a really hard time falling asleep. Okay. So when that happens, I know something's bothering me and I had to process what it was. And I think I, I kind of knew um, deep down that I just probably felt unsure about uh, some of the things that were discussed personally. Mm-hmm. from my end. And I think after sleeping on it, it was confirmed when I woke up that I just didn't feel like it was, my motives were not um, pure and to edify the viewers. Um, so this is one of the the challenges that I learned. Um, it was like a, a, le- a lesson that I learned <clears throat> and how to be more cautious, um, especially because we were going live. I i ha- I just couldn't pretend that people will actually be watching this. I, I think like normally I rely on the editing um, feature to take out those things that I wouldn't want published mm-hmm. and I think um, I didn't feel like everything I said was completely edifying mm-hmm. and I asked you your opinion right um, to not post on all the platforms and then I think you had made the executive decision to just um, remove it for, to put me at use so yeah, it it wasn't a drama (laughs) wow, like a learning uh, a process of learning
0: you're right, yeah, no, you're right I think that's a a fair assessment (laughs) of what happened Um, yeah, and and you talked about uh, some of our motives behind um, the words that or the conversation right motives behind like what we're talking about and why and right. you felt that it was impure and i appreciate you for for sharing that here um and the reason why i think that we should bring it up or why i think it's good that we bring that up is because um we value uh honesty here right i mean that that's really why we're having these conversations is because we want to be honest with each other and so if you and me are not being honest with our audience i think that's you know that that doesn't serve um the people well uh, I, I also value you know just to use like words right transparency authenticity um yeah, they are like buzzwords in a sense but i think it's true right i mean we're not i mean we talked about this the first time we had our our little conversation we're not trying to necessarily like be performative here um but we are you know trying to uh, help and love people that, that watch this. And also, um, I think it's good for us personally as creators, right? As people that publish on the internet to be uh, real about what, what what's going on. And so, Les, I, I really do thank you for, for that. I think I think that was a, a good move. And I appreciate you for telling me that too. Um, yeah, uh, publishing on the internet is a hard thing. And it's difficult to uh, go live and just to, I guess, put your yourself on the line. Right. Um, I think, the, yeah. yeah, I think the rewards are good, are great. Um, but the risk is also high too. And so we need to be, uh, very careful that we're not just broadcasting and trying to like, you know, make ourselves look good or just trying to create content. Um, right.
1: For sure. Uh, yeah. But the one thing, uh, the personal take home for me yeah. is, uh, having discernment when it comes to things I feel uh, passionate about. Mm-hmm. I think in the last uh, episode, or oh, not episode, the last live recording with you, yeah. I was speaking from a place more of like passion and emotion. And mm-hmm. I realized that sometimes it could blur the lines from thinking that it's like an actual biblical conviction. Yeah, But I, in my case, it wasn't mm-hmm. uh, like and I was, addressing it. It was more so like my personal experiences, um, but it wasn't, uh, you know, edifying to the church. It was just almost like my opinions, right? But I, sure. I since I was logging in through um, the Walnut Women account, I felt like it was not a of what that, what Walnut Women stands for. Mm. Now, like my personal account, and it's like, this is how I want to represent myself. I feel like, the, the The stakes aren't as high, you know this mm. is like my personal account, but I think um, you know anytime you're representing something that is bigger mm. or a little bit more public, um, those are some of the cautions I realize like for me personally, just to guard and have discernment with
0: yeah I, I think that's really good um, for me, uh, I think the takeaway for me um, was that as the host. Um, I should be a little bit more in tune about uh, the vibe that we 're either creating or the vibe that you know i 'm getting from you as the guest. right I think there were some areas where I was trying to you know direct the conversation or ask you a little bit more pointed questions to see what was going on, but I think you know my gut intuition was like, oh, you know something 's a little bit off. I probably should have uh, listened to that voice a little bit more and and follow up with you. Good thing that you had enough. I think um, personal, I guess, um, accountability, personal conviction to to bring it up to me, and I, I think once you did that, then I I sort of was like, yeah, that that's confirming about what what I felt. So yeah, sorry, Les, I didn't catch that uh, at first go, but I guess we're both learning together, right?
1: Yep, it's a process. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, well, Les, thank you for um, for doing this. You are on your personal account now, but I'm still on FCBC Walnut, so I guess we still got to be be uh be real here and uh represent but uh you know the whole purpose for me and you getting together at 9 30 p.m on a sunday night is to uh do sermon review sermon recap um yep. sermon application sermon response is what it is and so um yeah let's let's do this um gabe sermon today uh generous 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 disciple makers in a consumer driven age uh, November 13th, 2022. He's preaching from 1 Timothy six seventeen to 19. Everybody, you can find the sermon and all of our other sermons on our YouTube channel, FCBC Walnut. Um, his main truth, make disciples by investing your riches into the eternal kingdom in such a way that makes Christ look more precious and valuable than anything here on earth. He gave, you know, a couple um, applications, I think, um, centered, you know, a lot around money, which is what we think about when we think about consumerism. Uh, but something that me and you texted about, which I thought was really insightful, is that you said how consumerism reveals how committed we are to Christ and his church. Uh, can you elaborate on that a little bit? And why Gabe Sermon made you think specifically about um, consumerism and commitment to Christ's church?
1: Yeah, it was a really... Uh a really convicting message. Um, I was really blessed by it. And um, I think that uh, he made a few points about consumerism and I thought it was kind of like a heart check. Um, he, he asked some questions like, how, how is this going to benefit me? And I think every time we think that way, it's, it's, uh, we're looking for something that c- could come from a selfish motive Um, He also talked about how consumerism offers an escape for us when uh, things become difficult. And um, he also said that when we have a lot of options, it increases, you know, our preferences. And Mm -hmm. our preferences are not always like the best um, means of like making a decision, but because we have so many options, it's, it's become such a, normal part of how we make our decisions and choose our commitments. And I think the opposite of, uh, you know, just thinking consumeristically is like to be committed to the church. And I think about commitment as um, something like that's really important in, to the church, to the, to the local church body, because it, no matter what, like you're taking Your ownership of like this group of people you're going to claim it as your own and you're going to love the church as if the church is your family your Mm. spiritual family Mm. and so uh, across like any season or trial or challenges that the church might go through you're not going to desert the church and find another church like if Mm. if you're committed you're going to stay and love the church when she's sick or when she's in glory and Mm. so I thought that that was um, a really important way to see, uh, you know, like what we think about our own church.
0: Yeah, so. yeah. No, I, I think that was really insightful application that you made. Now, Les, you've been coming to FCBC Walnut for a really long time, and I think you've been coming yeah. in different seasons of your life too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we touched upon this before in our in the the last um, real recording that we did. Um, about how you've been here um, even when I was in high school. You've been here since I was in high school. Um, Maybe when you when you started
1: college, I think. Okay, I okay, think.
0: okay. So yeah, yeah, Like really, really young though, no matter. <laughs> Either way, it's, it's when I was really young. Um, I want to ask you specifically if there are any seasons that you've had in your life when it was difficult to stay committed to the local body? And I think you know what I'm, what I'm asking you here.
1: Yeah, um, like for sure. I, I started coming to um, FCP Walnut um, right at the, the turning point of my college graduation. Mm-hmm. So I've gone through like my entire 20s and almost my entire 30s now. And it, it's, I've gone through most of the big life transitions. Yeah. Um, At FCBC. Yeah. And, you know, I came to FCBC and when I first arrived, and, you know, we've had a lot of turnover with um, staffing and we've seen a lot of people come and go.
0: Yeah.
1: And for me in particular, in my age group, I've seen a a lot of um, people leave as well um, for various reasons. And um, I, I think that transitions in itself can be like a barrier yes. because, you know, it's like, you're, you're, you need like all your attention to make these transitions. And I feel like the church has been that stable place for me on Sundays mm. where I can come back and find um, refuge under God and with the people of God. And um, so I feel like one, the transitions, it was definitely a barrier. Mm. Um, Young adulthood it can be a barrier in itself. You have, a, you know, your full-time job. You have a lot of power and options to do things on the weekend. Yeah. And, um, you know, um, I, again, I really go back to um, the faithfulness of the former generations that has been tested over time. And, you know, our church is, like, almost 40 years old. And the people yeah. who had planted this church, they were, like, young adults, too. 20s, yeah. 30s, yeah, and they weren't like they. There was no way they could be consumers because they were like the leaders of the church. Mm. And so I, I think about what they went through while they were raising their kids. I, I mean, your family was probably one of those original families,
0: yeah, Aaron, yeah.
1: And um, I, I, I find a lot of encouragement that they did it, and they probably did it with less resources. Yeah. So, you know, when we um, started to find more like it was a higher cost to um, make it to church because at the time um, we were living in Arcadia. Yes. So The drive was it was manageable. But once we um, started having kids, it was uh, much more difficult. Um, sorry, if you want to get into any of these, please feel free.
0: Um. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned all these life transitions that that you've talked about and how each transition is difficult. Um, how did you stay committed to FCBC Walnut? Like, what was it that made you say, hey, you know what? Even though life is getting a little bit harder, I'm going to stay committed to FCBC Walnut. I'm going to stay at this church. I'm going to make sure that I show up on Sundays. How did you do that?
1: Um. <clears throat> It was, it is a process of, uh, working out your priorities. Okay. The priorities really reveal like where your heart is and what Mm -hmm. your heart desires. And, um, it's easy to, um, make really busy weekend plans and those plans are usually a priority because you have to plan them. Um, but I think for Sunday morning service, um, that is definitely something we want to work up to and prepare for because that's the one time of the week where we can physically presently receive like the spiritual food and experience the corporate worship. And so I I feel like, I mean, why would we miss out on that? Um, Mm. So that that's one thing. And then uh, being raised in a Christian home, I, I really feel like my parents, showed us what that faithfulness looks like, and we literally never missed a sunday i don't remember missing church. we were always at church right right um it's a it's a it's an act of like how you prioritize your time, especially on the weekends. We really try not to um exhaust ourselves on saturday evenings mm-hmm. um but in fact we we make very specific preparations so that we don't we're not late on sunday mornings yeah
0: yeah. Um, Les, you, you had, uh, you have, uh, had trials in your life too, right? And so I want you to talk specifically about those trials and how, how did you work through that in terms of coming to church?
1: Okay. Um, well, I think the most recent trial that I personally had to go through um, was uh when I got really ill two years ago it was uh right around the time of like the pandemic actually twenty twenty
0: yeah
1: and um you know while the the doctors were trying to find a diagnosis for my symptoms um they found something else they found cancer mm-hmm. which really um by god's grace unrelated to the symptoms i was uh, looking to get treated for. So I felt like I had two separate health journeys. One was the one I was trying to, you know, find answers for. And then here's, you know, the cancer part. But by God's grace, um, I, I think he allowed for this to happen so that I can learn how to cherish Christ more. And I think it was almost like giving me the grace to have this spiritual Uh, eternal perspective of what's really valuable. Mm. It was a turning point in my life. Um, I missed two months of church because I physically, I wasn't able to make it. And it was around the time of my surgery. Um, And now uh, being thyroidless without living without a thyroid, um, it has its own physical challenges, uh, mainly with um, energy and just, you know, um, overall sensitivities with things. Um, it's really hard for my body to like adjust to just environmental stimulation. Mm-hmm. So when I came back to church, we were in the parking lot.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And I, I guess like in that sense, it felt like less pressure because you could kind of hide in your car. I... Right. And it made me really miss like... The, the church, like the corporate body worshiping God. And my ability to do so was not there either because um, I lost my voice for a year. So for like a whole year, I wasn't able to like physically sing and worship. So that was like really hard too. It made me yeah. count like what all these things meant to me.
0: Um, it sounds like what you're saying is that you... Even even through your health trials, you still saw the value of the local church. Uh, you still saw the i guess what not what it can do for you, right, but you, you saw the purpose of, of what the church is is that is that correct
1: oh i mean it it it, it helped magnify what was actually valuable, and the mm. things that are valuable are eternal, the things that can enter into heaven, and that would be the church, that would be Christ and his glory and his word.
0: Mm, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Um, Les, you are a mother, and I want to ask for your advice specifically um, okay. about how, I mean, this is a trial for me, right? I mean, not compared to your health problems, but like getting my kids to church is yeah. is, is difficult. And so what advice do you have for young parents um, in terms of prioritizing church and helping your kids see the value of it, uh, you know, being, being the leader in your family, trying to get them to church. Can you help me with that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, especially when your kids are from the ages like zero to five, <laughs> Yeah, I, I think really that is like a really hard time for parents. Uh, Because, one, they're already adjusting to the transition of having, you know, a baby in the family. Yeah. Um, Babies require, like, full-time help. And then when they get to the toddler preschool age, then you have struggles with the unexpected tantrums, moodiness, disobedience. Yeah. (laughs) And just, they can't listen. They can't follow through. (laughs) So, I mean it's challenging you know when we go out of the house on Sunday mornings it's really it's it's a really difficult task and um, there have been struggles where I get really angry because it confronted you know my value of being punctual like I don't like being late yeah and, um, it's hard there's a lot of pressure and I think that's why we backscale and say well what can we do to make the, that more Sunday morning transition easier is like to get our full nights of sleep, mm-hmm. pack our food and lay out our clothes mm. so that like it is as seamless as possible mm. on Sunday mornings. And again, like it's not like Aaron; it's not like we're the oldest, the eldest of the church, you know. Right, we right, are right. Generations of parents ahead of us, and I just think that these people have been doing it for decades. Right, you know and bringing their families. And I find a lot of encouragement from that. I find a lot of encouragement when I see other parents there. And I know secretly what they went through. But, yes. you know, nobody knows what it takes. But I think when you see them, you're you're kind of like relieved. Like, you know, we're doing this together. Mm-hmm. And rain or shine, shoes, no shoes. <laughs> you know, we're going to go to church. And actually, there was a time, um, times where we were, considering whether we should because of you know some like symptoms yeah and like our kids who's who didn't want to miss that routine i think like the kids really thrive on the uh you know just the expended routine that we're just gonna, sundays mm. is reserved for god and i think they value that routine yeah yeah and i think my encouragement is just that you know there it's a this is the time where it's costly it's costly it's costing, like, our convenience. It's costing comfort. Mm-hmm. And I, I honestly would much rather snuggle in bed with my kids. Yeah. But when, when we arrive, like, that's seriously the only time and place where you get this gift. You don't get it on the weekdays. Mm. So,
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's good advice, Les. And, and you're absolutely right. We're not the first ones to have <laughs> to go through this. I think that's always a good perspective to have. Um, and a quick shout out to all the mothers out there, because I know that the mothers carry a very, uh, big burden, I think, in terms of, uh, getting the kids ready and prepared. At least I know Jess does. Have you heard of this thing called the mental load, Les?
1: No, I haven't. What is it? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll a memory thing?
0: Uh, sort, sort of. It's just sort of, like, all the things that a mom, like, thinks of in terms of, preparing her children, like, for the day. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm sure that it can go, you know, both ways, but, uh, m- you know, most of the time, I would say it's it's on the mom, uh, um, you know, like, oh, we still got it, like, what are we gonna eat for lunch? Like, what are we gonna do if um, we're gonna go somewhere after church, you know, that, that type of yeah. stuff. Yeah, just oh. stuff that runs through the mind in order to be prepared or to, like, um, you know, just anticipate what's gonna happen. Yeah.
1: I thought that was called the mom brain.
0: I I mean it it might be the same thing, yeah. Mental load, <laughs> mom brain. I think it's the same stuff. <laughs> but yeah, Liz, thanks for thanks for uh, the tips. I think it's helpful. Um, anything else you want to talk about in terms of consumerism um, and uh, you know prioritizing the church in terms of what we were talking about?
1: Uh, we we covered a lot of it. Um, <laughs> I, I thought it was a really convicting message. i, mm. I other thing i just I just yeah, when it comes to riches i mm. I see it as like God's means of how we can steward resources, and I, I think our church is really blessed. Um, you look at the how everyone you know readily uh, steps in when there's a physical need. Mm. And I do think um, we can do more. As a church, we definitely have resources um, for for many more.
0: Yeah, no that that that's a good that's a good exhortation. Yeah, do more, everybody do more. And um, oh, here's something I thought Gabe mentioned: fostering and adoption. And that's always something that I'm ready and willing to talk about, or something I want to be a little bit more oh, ready yeah. and willing to talk about. That
1: yeah, I am for yeah. sure. Yeah, I yeah, want yeah. To talk about that with you. <laughs> <laughs> where we are in our process of that. Oh,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, let's get caught up, Les. Um, But yeah, we can say that for next time. Um, I do want to give a shout out to um, Joss, who asked one of the questions that we used uh, the other time. And so um, I did not give her proper credit. And so I want to give her proper credit for uh, asking us some questions. If anybody has any questions that you want to ask me or Les, you can talk to us in person. You can shoot us a text or an email and... We'll try to talk about it, and uh, yeah, hopefully this podcast can be a little bit more interactive than what we normally do. Les, when's the next episode of uh, Walnut Woman coming out? Uh, do
1: you remember we don't have internet? Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. We're well, right, so right, right.
1: That that means that that whole uh, ministry has been put on hold for now. I did have um, several episodes lined up, and we had right. to just... just uh postpone it until probably the new year. I'm so sorry, Aaron. Maybe this is got way of saying I just need to rest.
0: Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, well, Les, I'm glad that that you and me can hop on Instagram live. And uh, this episode will be on our YouTube channel too. So everybody, thanks for joining us live. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Thanks a lot, Les.
1: Thanks, Aaron.